What's up, gamers? Welcome to episode 41 of the Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. I am the Commissioner Glenn Gordon, your host for this and most episodes of RPGH. <sighs> it's been a busy week for me. I hate being a college student. I can't wait to graduate. Like, I, I, I'm so over this. But uh, anyway, let's not talk about that. We've got to talk about gaming. And who better to talk about gaming with than the most racially diverse gaming crew on the internet today? I have them with me. I have Gary Bagdasar of KGB Gary. How are you, Gary? Oh, I'm all right. How about yourself, Glenn? I'm doing well. How, you said that, the way you said that was so formal. It's like, oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you, sir? <laughs> especially, yeah. which is foreign to me, especially since, like, 20 seconds ago, you were talk you were going on about this game you're playing. Um, yeah. How has gaming been treating you? It's actually been pretty good. Gaming has been pretty good. Oh, do, do tell. Oh, uh, just, uh, well, I'm playing the crew beta right now, which reminds me a lot of Burnout Paradise. Mm. Uh, but that ends at midnight today, which I'm sad about. Um, and another game I've been playing, I can't really talk about it, but you'll You'll be able to read the review of this game tomorrow. Oh, snap. So, Joy. Secrets. That is. So many secrets. And, of course, with me, I have the original Ben Sterling himself, Ben Schilliger Hall. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, Glenn. Hello, Gary. <laughs> what are you? What are you up to, Ben? Uh, I'm currently streaming, in fact. Oh, you're streaming? Yeah, I'm streaming a game called The Tomorrow Children. It's an alpha test that's running on the PlayStation right now. And you, um, you, you were just special enough to get permission to stream it. Yep. Uh, and, uh, so. And, yeah. and how is it? How's how's the game? Oh, I'm loving it. It feels like an adult's version of Minecraft. It's weird. An adult's version of Minecraft? So what? Like pixelated dildos or something? Like what? what? What's an adult's <laughs> version of Minecraft? Basically, you've got a def you've got a city you've got to keep defended. Um, so you've got to go off, get resources with other people online to keep it defended. And you got to play. You can play as soldiers to attack the enemies that can attack from the sky and the, the giant spiders. Um, but yeah, you got to just defend the city and mine for stuff to help defend it. Gary's about to go hashtag pixelated dildos. Um. <laughs> ben, question for you: Is this game uh, always online game, or you can do single player in it? I don't think. I don't know if there's a single player or not doesn't feel like a game that would be a lot of fun single player. Okay. Because there's so much you got to do to keep the city defended. I mean, you got oh, so, so it's like a co-op game though. Yeah, it's all co-op. There's nothing competitive about it. Okay. Um the graphics are amazing though. It's just it's very simple, but it's simple in a very sort of Pixar stylish look. Hmm. You understand what I mean? It's it's simple, but it's nice because of it. Um, Interesting. I've, I've been playing the miner because you can play different classes. You got the miner, the sold, the combatant, the civil engineer, the civilian, and so forth. And then you ah, jump monster. I died. <laughs> no, I'm not dead. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, that's what so, the game's like. So there's a bunch of classes. Can you switch classes on the fly? No, once you pick a class, that's it. But when you die, if your city dies, you can pick a different class and start again in a different city. So it's like a tower defense game in third person? Yeah, pretty much. Nice. But 
but you work together to defend it. So it's like dungeon defenders. Yeah, pretty much. Nice dungeon defenders. Um, well, thanks for joining us this week, guys. Oh, thank you for having us. It, it's actually Monday. We're we're recording on the same day that this is gonna. Oh, well, that I hope this is going to come out uh, be published. Um, we were actually supposed to record earlier, but I've just had such a crazy week, I slept right through the, the time we were going to record. So that that's my bad, but we're here. We're going. Um, we have some tweets this week. Um, the first one being from some loser named Gary Bagdasarov at Gagloush. Um, <laughs> it says, uh, why I dislike playing online. And um, this guy, this guy I've never heard of, ha has included a screenshot of some sort. Um, sorry, that was definitely my phone. Um, this guy I've never heard of has included a screenshot of some sort um, <laughs> with all sorts of... What is this? Um, <laughs> Gary! Gary. Is he okay? I think yes. he got a phone call. Sorry, I'm here. <laughs> it never fails. It, it never, never fails. Only when I talk to you guys. Only I get to be here all day and this would never happen. <laughs> um, it's just his ears burning. He, I'm sorry. He, he sent us a screenshot of uh, a message inbox. And um, inside this message inbox we have... Um, you suck, stupid noob. Um, f, f your mother. My personal favorite: penises, lots of penises. Um, <laughs> neither, neither of you have something or other reported for tamper. You are pathetic. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah, I don't blame Gary for uh, disliking playing online. We've <laughs> we've talked before about how gamers can be and how ridiculous people can be over some video games that they feel the need to send someone a message just to say <laughs> well two messages in this guy's case f your mother and stupid noob and and you know another one about penises which just is so random i don't i don't understand is, is there like a backstory behind that one gary no i just i just found that picture online of of a guy that i well i i talked to the guy before uh we're we we used to play on uh, PS2 and stuff, and then he moved over to Xbox, and then he he posted that on on his on his Facebook. So I so I thought I'd share it with everyone. Oh, so this is not your inbox? No, that's not mine. No. Okay, this isn't your inbox. Um, I'm really I know I I know I really probably don't want to be, but I'm really curious about why someone just sent a message saying penises. But anyway, um, let's move on from that. Um, yeah, I, I don't really like how, how how gamers tend to behave. You know, if you if you're not up to their expectations in a freaking video game, well, they feel the need to send you messages and and do and just do stupid things and be generally nasty to people. It's it's one of the things that make me kind of reluctant to call myself a gamer sometimes. Um, ben, um, we know your answer, Gary. Maybe. Well, no, this isn't your inbox. So, do you run into this a lot, uh, Gary? Personally. I've run into it once, uh, well, once or twice. Uh, it, it happened once to me when I was playing Bad Company 2. Um, I was playing in this, uh, me and this other guy got into, like, a duel fest. 
Like every time I would kill him, he would come kill me. He he'd purposely look for me the entire time. Mm -hmm. uh, and eventually, he was able to knife me. And in Bad Company Two, when you knife somebody, you grab their dog tags, and you can specialize your dog tags and stuff like that with your name and an emblem. And he grabbed my dog tags, and right after that, he sent me a message saying, "Got your tags." And then he used a very bad word, which I will not say. It starts with a C, though. <laughs> and, and and I just kind of responded to him. I was like, "Dude, what are you? Twelve? Just play the game." And he sent me another message. I don't remember what it was anymore, but it, it, it just got into this stupid conversation I had with him. I was just like, dude, it's just a game, man. Calm yourself. I don't care. Yeah. Funny story, though. Uh, later on in that match, I knifed him three times. So he Ooh. stopped sending me messages after that. You know what happens when people send me messages like with taunts? Like, oh, I got your tags or whatever. Do you ignore them? No, I do. I actually reply back. Um, I, I give them one letter, K. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, good job, dude. Congratulations. This is yeah, how much awesome. I care. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Gamers, some gamers are physically 12, and some gamers are mentally 12. And I think that that just needs to change. But anyway... Um, Let's move forward. Thank you for the tweet, Gary. Is this yeah. cheating? Because you're technically part of the show. <laughs> I don't. I don't see how it's cheating. I didn't do anything wrong. Oh, okay. All right. Just, just checking. Um. Daniel Stoneback. Actually, I, I'm. Oh no! I thought I messed up your tweet, but here it is. Daniel Stoneback at Gamer J Stone. We we uh, got a tweet from him last week. Uh, he was asking if we had talked about an app called Swap Me Games. Um, we hadn't. I had never heard of it before, but I did ask him to elaborate, and he did. He says, uh, Swap Me Games is an app that matches up gamers who want to swap old games. Um, I heard someone talk about it before, but I listened to so many podcasts, it's hard to pinpoint. I really thought it was RDGH. Sorry it wasn't RDGH, but he did provide us with a link, swapmegames.com. And... I checked it out. It's actually pretty cool. It's almost like a Craigslist for video games. So you have, uh, say you have a couple games that you want to get rid of. There's a particular game that you want. You make a profile on Swap Me Games, and you tell Swap Me Games, these are the games I have, and these are the games I want. And Swap Me Games will actually check what area you're in, and it will find gamers in that area who want those games and who have those games, um, the game that you want to trade away. So it kind of organizes a trade, and I guess you would have to meet and trade your games and, and, and handle your business. But that's it, it's actually a pretty neat idea. Um, is this something that you guys could use? Not me. I don't trust people with my old games, unless they're my friends. <laughs> oh, no? Wait, why... Trust them with your old games, like, to take care of them, or, or what? Yeah, or to even return them when they play that one, you know? Oh, oh, to return them, okay. I, I was about to say, if you're giving it away, then why do you care what they do with it? Oh, well, even then, I, I, I like to keep my old games. I, I, I'm a collector. I've only, I've actually never returned a game, ever, in my life. Oh, no? So, I've regretted a couple games I've bought, but I've never returned any game. I've sold a few on eBay. As a matter of fact, I'm about to sell Watch Dogs on eBay. I never finished that game. <laughs> like, I, I, I tried to play it for a little while, and, and maybe about a month ago, and I just 
couldn't. I, I gave it like half an hour, and I was like, eh, I'm going to do something else. Yeah, which is sad, because you were really looking forward to that game. Oh, that game was top of my list. I was so excited. Like I remember. In my intro to web design class, I built a Watch Dogs website for one of my projects. Oh, nice. Like, I was into Watch Dogs. Um, you were contemplating, I want to get this collector's edition, but then if I get this one, I get this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That was a disappointment. Um, ben, swap me games. Something you could use? Probably not. I don't really trade in games either. Normally keep my games. Oh, okay. I forgot to... You, you were so silent, I forgot to ask you about the whole <laughs> trolling stupid people thing. Have you have you come across any of that? No, I'm just that awesome. I, I don't get it. Oh, you I'm don't get that. that awesome. Okay. Slash, I ignore them. Oh, that works. Mostly, I'm that awesome. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Uh... Daniel Stoneback, thank you for the tweet. Swap me games. Actually, that sounds like a really cool idea. I'm, I don't know if it's something that I would personally use, mostly because I tend to not trade my games, but usually try to sell them just to get money for them uh, for a brand new game that's out on the market. Like my, my old games, I, I let them stick around, and then whenever I am kind of figure out oh, I'm never going to play this again, I, I sell it on eBay, get some money. Um, or if I'm in a hurry, I'll, I'll send it to GameStop or something stupid like that. But it's usually for something new, so Swap Me Games wouldn't help me. But it, it's still a good idea. I mean, if you if you want to trade games, I mean, here you have something that can manage that for you. All you have to do is tell it what games are in the are in the deal, and it'll make it happen. So thanks for sharing that, uh, Daniel. And since you know the developers, give them a shout out from RDGH for us. All right, um, Adam Duffield. As ever, thank you, Adam, for, for tweeting us once again. This guy is with us every week. Um, thanks for finally reading out my email, guys. We'll be sure to send you more in the future when I come up with some good ones. Uh, thank you. Yeah, he sent us a, an email on, in September. And, well, we read it last week. So we were a little late. Um, but that's okay. I'm glad you're willing to send us another one. Um, and, and we'll keep a, an eye out for it, I promise. Um, he also asks, with Grand Theft Auto V coming to PS4 and Xbox One very soon, I want to know, are you guys excited for it, and will it be the first time you played it? Um, Adam, in my case, you're assuming that I'm going to play it. Um, when you ask, will it be the first time you played it, I don't really have a plan to play it. I mean... <laughs> unless someone gives it to me or I play it at a friend's house and, and somehow get hooked. I don't know. I, I personally don't have a plan to play it. I've never played Grand Theft Auto. just hasn't sounded like my cup of tea. Um, but maybe Gary and Ben have a different opinion. Uh, I will be playing it. Uh, whether I buy it when it comes out or a little later, because I've played, played it on PS3. I own it on PS3. Um, I think it's a great edition uh quite honestly i mean you're getting a whole first person view mode now which is like buying two games in one if you can play the entire game as a first person shooter now in my opinion at least so so, so wait how is adding a, a different point of view make it so different from the normal game that you call it another game in one well if you think of like when you're playing it in third person you know you, you have to walk onto the characters you know you have to move the reticle out. I don't know. To me, it, it, it feels like it's a, a completely different experience from third person to first person. 
like you can go aim in first person in a lot of third person games, but to play the entire game with first person view mode, to mm -hmm. me that's that's huge. Right. That's like a that's them pretty much going in in a way and remaking the entire game in first person. Mm -hmm. I, I know that's not what they did, but the, I don't know. To me, it just seems like I'm getting two games in one. Just feels like a, a brand new game. Just yeah, feels like a completely see, different Grand Theft Auto. If you've seen the the three minute gameplay video they released for, like it looks, it it looks like not even Grand Theft Auto. It looks like a game developed by EA and Dice or Activision or and Triarch in a way, with with the Call of Duty and Battlefield franchises. I don't know. To me, just it looks fantastic, especially on the PS4. Like they released a comparison video, the PS3 to the PS4 version. You, you see a huge, huge difference between the two. Yeah, the, the new consoles are a lot more powerful. Yeah, because like if you look at some other games that that been like The Last of Us, I didn't see too much of a difference. Like you see the difference. Between the PS3 and PS4, but it's not too too much. Whereas in this game, you you really see a huge difference. Hmm. It's pretty cool. Well, how about you, Ben? Uh, I don't remember. Are you? Uh, oh, okay. My my Xbox just turned itself on for no reason. Hello, hello <laughs> Xbox. Good to see you, um, Ben. Microsoft needs you to pay attention. I suppose so. <laughs> pay attention to us. Ben, um, are, are you a Grand Theft Auto person? Are you going to get GTA Five for PS4? Nope. nope. Okay. Short and sweet. Um, I, I'm with you, buddy. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sitting here talking to Ben. Like I don't even have a connect, so it can't have gotten like a, a voice command. But I'm sitting here talking, and all of a sudden, my screen lights up, and it's like, Hi, Glenn. I'm like, oh, hi, Xbox. Um, <laughs> Glenn Mendoza at Mashimato tells us, and a couple others, Ubisoft is pulling out of Steam. Is this the start of their walled garden? Maybe to consoles too. Yeah, that happened this week, actually just a couple days ago. Ubisoft's games, including Far Cry 4 um, and Assassin's Creed Unity and the crew, just vanished from Steam, just pulled out gone um <laughs> inexplicably uh, and then very quietly on the 8th they all just returned to the u.s store um i don't think anyone said anything from it polygon says that uh ubisoft mentioned being in discussions with valve about assassin's creed unity on steam store but they never really explained why any why those titles had been pulled from steam um, however, those games have safely returned, and you can purchase and or pre-order uh, respective, those respective games on Steam. Um, still no I mean, I'm surprised that there's no comment. Um, Ubisoft, and actually, there's no comment from Valve either. But, um, goodness, just silence in, in the wake of this. Any idea what might have happened? Could be anything from licensing issues to sorting out to make sure that it's used Uplay. Remember, uh, Ubisoft has its own sort of store thing with the Uplay store. So that could have been it as well. Mm. Okay. Well, how about you, Gary? Any theories? Uh, I honestly don't know why anybody would want to pull away from Steam. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like suicide it's, right there. 
it, it, if you're releasing a game on PC, and if you're going, if you're not going with Steam or GoodOldGames.com, then you're not succeeding with the PC version of your you game. Know, it, I, I'm just wondering it, about Ubisoft, though. I, this thing has the feeling of being unintentional, but Ubisoft's lack of comment makes it feel like it was intentional and they just backtracked. And it's just weird because Ubisoft has been in the news a lot lately and none of it has been all that good. You know, the, the whole thing with parody and, and whatnot. I mean, what, what's going on with our, our French developer here? Nobody knows what ever goes on in Ubisoft, man. The, in my opinion, Ubisoft's idea of creating the game is throw as many people at it and hope it gets done when we tell them to finish mm -hmm. it. <laughs> Quite honestly. Uh, and, and unfortunately, it, in my opinion, it hasn't really worked out for them uh, as often as they think it, it does. You know, yeah, your games are still selling millions and millions of units, but they're selling millions and millions of units because of your advertisements and promotions for that game, and people are buying into that. Watch Your Dogs is a perfect example. Yeah, not only that, but, I mean, good grief, we're on, like, the billionth version of Assassin's Creed, and yet the, <laughs> the character still can't jump on the building you tell him to. Yeah, and apparently it still has the one glitch that has existed in Assassin's Creed as Assassin's Creed 2, which blows my mind. And I can't figure out why 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 it still exists. I mean, other companies look at Sucker Punch. Some of the same mechanics with with climbing up and, and jumping off buildings. They don't have this problem. They don't have the the, the mechanical problems that Assassin's Creed has. Yeah, but theirs is more supernatural. I guess you can say. You know, you have special powers to do it easier and faster. Mm -hmm. There's their games are not based in reality like Assassin's Creed is. So. Well, their games are, are, they really are kind of based in reality because you're, you've still got like a human and yeah, he has superpowers, but I mean, look at Assassin's Creed. It's a human and he's a human who can jump 90 feet off of a building and survive. It's true. I do that. On my, that's a Saturday morning for me. Oh, I believe you, man. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> I believe you, man. Well, you know what, Ben? They should make a game called Ben Simulator. <laughs> ben Simulator 2015. That's what needs to come I out. Bought it. I, I would buy that. That would. I already bought it. It's it's already. Oh, you already bought it. Oh. Hey, if you pre-order it, you get the first ten pieces of DLC for free, <laughs> and you also got a pet, you get the season pass for free. What? Morning. What would be in the DLC for for Ben Simulator? Um, the Believing Gary Simulator, where you, you pretend for an extra £2.50, you get to become the bonus DLC character, Gary. <laughs> uh, so what? There's no Glenn? I see how it is. Um, let's move on. That's no, it's too, late. It's, it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. More on Ben Simulator in the future. So, uh, Glenn, thank you for... <laughs> Thank you for your tweet. Yeah, I don't know what was up with with that. Ubisoft is doing some weird things, um, but so I hope that they ship uh, they shape up soon. Um, the Fonz at Snova34Z, he says, I don't like that developers have the option to turn off share play with some games with certain games. Um, indeed, there are some games that can ignore share play entirely. I think Call of it was Call of Duty Advanced Warfare yes. that. 
Call of Duty does Right, um, that, it came out in the news and it's, it's blocking the SharePlay feature. By the way, the SharePlay feature is the feature where you can take control of someone else's video game remotely uh, to help them out. And, I mean, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare is not the only one. Uh, Call of Duty Ghosts does it too. Uh, Child of Light, Fez, Hotline Miami, Metro Redux, Minecraft, Pixel Junk Shooter, Ultimate, Raymond Legends, SteamWorld, Dig, Thief, Tomb Raider, and Wolfenstein The New Order. Um, disappointingly, that game hasn't even come out yet. Um, that, by the way, that list comes from... Wolfenstein has come out. Oh, yeah, Wolfenstein, excuse me. I, I was. It said the new order, and I was thinking of the order eighteen something, whatever uh, that's coming out next year. The, uh, that list, by the way, comes from ubergizmo.com If you want to take a look at it, um, yeah. I mean, I I have no idea. It it also says before before update two point zero point one for PS four, um, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor also blocks SharePlay, but it does not anymore. So it it seems that it just completely depends on you know the developers' wishes. Um, if, if they want to support SharePlay or if they don't. Uh, why would a developer not want to support SharePlay? So their friends or somebody's friend doesn't finish the game without paying for it? This is really the only thing I could think of, quite honestly. Um, it's just, it's a money thing. You know, they want people to buy their game, not have somebody buy it and everybody else can play it. You know, well, perhaps, but in a way, I think this is kind of like the music thing. You know how how some people will use a song, a copyrighted song, in the background of a, of a video of an unrelated video or something like that, and then the um, the label will get wind of it and, and try to sue or, or take it down or something like that. Um, I feel it's kind of like that because ultimately that could also be promotion. It, it wasn't it you, Gary, who said that the whole thing where you can only do hour-long sessions before it cuts off and you have to start again was kind of designed to keep people from playing the entire game like that? I think that was Ben who said oh, that. Oh, it was Ben who said that? That, that was me. I mean, honestly, n not supporting SharePlay doesn't do anything because, quite frankly, I could still send you the physical game. Like, I, I could walk next door to your house and give you the game and say, here, play this, and it would be the same effect. Yeah, yeah but, but it's a convenience thing. Like you have to ship it out. Well, if you ship it to your friend, if they're out of state, you have to pay money for that. A lot if of money. Take it to them. You. It, it's just a, a kind of a convenience thing, in my opinion. Uh, what do you, What do you think, Ben? You have something to say to you? I agree. It's annoying and stupid. It shouldn't happen. But I can understand why some companies will do it, even if it will just give them bad publicity. Mm -hmm. You know, like Call of Duty. The single player is only six hours, and who really replays Call of Duty single player? <laughs> so if you don't want to but play multiplayer, then if your mate plays it, you know if your mate, it's just rather you know, just I can understand why, but no, <sighs> no. I mean, you can't even do the split screen. You can't even do it on the co-op. You know these uh, split screen stuff. You can't use share play for that. I think it's just wrong. I just, I just think it's weird. Like, I hear what you're saying, yeah, but at the same time, it's like blocking share play. It, yeah, it does give you the bad publicity, but it also feels like it's not really effective to that end. It doesn't feel like it. It would. It really doesn't feel like it would prevent people from, you know, playing or, or sharing the game either way. Um, 
But um, what Fonz, at least to me, that's my opinion, but what Fonz said was uh, he doesn't believe or he doesn't like that developers have the option to turn off SharePlay. Um, yeah, I can see why they would have the option, especially depending on what kind of game it is. Um, especially if it's a really short game, too. Then, yeah, I suppose I could see that. I don't know. It, it just, it's just something that sounds weird to me, that they would want to turn that off. But anyway, that's just me. I'm weird. I'll be the weird one. Um, so, I don't know, Fonz. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, this is this is going around as, as some interesting news. And um, SharePlay's brand new. We don't know how everything's going to come across yet, and, and developers don't either. So, I guess we will see as time progresses. Adam Duffield again, talking about price cuts. Uh, the PS4 received a price cut in the UK. Only cost two hundred ninety-nine pounds and ninety-seven pence from GameStop. Um, do you guys think that it's so it can compete with the Xbox One this holiday? Do you think it'll even help it outsell the X One and extend its lead even further? The Xbox One received a price cut worldwide. Um, any Xbox One system is retail price minus fifty dollars or, or pounds or some value. Uh, <laughs> some value of the console. I, actually, I don't know if it's worldwide. It might just be in the West. I, I know Xbox One is in China right now, so I don't, I don't know how things are going over there. But, um, yeah, this is just in the UK, and I believe I replied to him that um, in order for the price cut to help the PS4, it would have to be worldwide. It, wouldn't, it couldn't just be the UK, because the, the price cut for the Xbox One is in the US as well. So I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't think that that's going to help. He said that, as far as I'm aware, it's UK only. But he says, as GameStop is big in the USA, I can't see it being too long before they do the same there. Um, do you guys think that this price cut's going to be very useful? Um, oh, we lost Gary. His computer crashed. Ben, do you think this price cut's going to be useful to uh, PlayStation? Oh, I think it'd be quite useful. Do you think... you got to remember, it's not an official price cut. Mm -hmm. With Europe, they can set the price of the console based on whatever they want. There's no real issue with price cuts, and that's so. Yeah, you, I doubt we'll see it in North America, right? Um, because it is just a a retail exclusive price cut, right? Um, but yeah, I, I think it will help Sony with sales because the UK likes likes a bargain. Mm. So, well, everyone likes a bargain, but. It, I think we're more like a bargain in a lot of places. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I mean, the whole all this is doing to me is is kind of uh, helping them. I mean, at least for the audiences, for the people, for the gamers, this is just kind of fueling the whole console war thing. You know, which console is going to do better this holiday season? And I don't know. I I think that it's a step because um, with Xbox having a, a big price cut like that. PS4 needed to do something, because Xbox One is picking up steam. So uh, PlayStation's going to want to keep that gap as big as it can. Um, only a few more tweets here, guys. Um, the Fonz says he's halfway completed with Infamous Second Son's trophies. He's now at the part of the game where Delson gets the video ability, which he says is sick. Um, also, Shifty25, Tori, he says, um, easy answer regarding the Xbox people angry over Destiny DLC. Spoiled brats, basically. Them's fighting words, man. Those are fighting words. Um, 
But yeah, there's no reason for them to be angry over over the, the worthless DLC. Oh, well, I don't know about worthless, but there's no reason for them to be angry over the DLC. Um, we sent out a tweet this week, and uh, what we did is we asked, "Do you prefer the small inf uh, the small monthly updates the way Xbox One does them, or do you prefer a large update once in a while the way PlayStation Four does them?" Spark at the Spark. Um, says smaller, more frequent updates are easier to manage, less code to churn, better quality, quick to deploy, and give a feeling of progress. Adam Duffield uh, says as soon as something new is tested and ready to be rolled out, then it should be done. So I would go for smaller, more frequent updates. Um, we asked this in the wake of the PlayStation 2.0 software, which has been creating problems all over PlayStation. So, um, so I guess we will see how that goes, but it, it seems, I, I kind of agree with that. I kind of agree that small infrequent, uh, small frequent updates are, are the way to go because with smaller updates, you, you risk, um, you, <laughs> there's less of a risk of breaking big chunks of code. Um, so, I mean, with the small updates Xbox One has been doing, they've been really smooth. They've been able to put out a bunch of, a bunch of features that the Xbox One didn't have before, and they've had relatively few, if any, um, problems as a result of them, at least as far as I've heard. Um, are you back, Gary? Uh, halfway. Halfway. <laughs> I'm off. Yes. How, so how, what is halfway? Uh, my computer is rebooting right now. I'm on my phone. Oh, you're on your phone. Okay. That's yeah. cool. Mobile RDGH. Um, that... But yeah, Glenn, about that, Sony can't win with that, really, to be honest. Because with the PS3, Sony plow updates, small updates regularly. Um, and with that, people kept complaining that the small updates, they like preferred the Xbox 360, which had bigger updates, you know, but not as many. Yeah, so, so Sony has obviously took that idea with the PS4 and have now made it so that you get less updates and so forth. Mm -hmm. But now that Sony are doing now, Microsoft are doing it regularly. People now complaining that Sony needs to do it regularly. Now, when I said that, that had nothing to do with people because people are stupid. Yeah. Quite frankly, like you know, you you go one way, they want you to go a different way. You go that way, they want you to go the way you went in the first place. And you know, it's true that you can't please everyone. But um, when I said that, it was more about you know, which is going to be the smoother uh, way to do things, which is going to. Um, which is going to protect your code more, which is going to be easier. And, and it seems, I, I'm not on the development team as, as Microsoft Circa 2013 would, would, um, would request <laughs> of me, but um, it seems that having smaller updates more frequently would, be, would just be easier on everyone. Uh, do, do you think otherwise? I agree. I think smaller updates are better than larger updates, but at the same time, people have put it on themselves you know so I don't blame Sony I blame us right and a bit of Sony, and a bit of Sony. but mostly us Gary what do you think uh, I actually prefer the smaller updates um, when they were doing it with the PlayStation 3 I felt like I never had any problems with, with anything mm -hmm. um, uh, most of them were always software stability uh, updates but that's fine but now every time Sony releases an update, it's broken. 
and it causes a lot of damage when it comes out. So then they have to fix it. Um, so so to me, the smaller updates, in my opinion, are much, are much better. And like you said, you know, Microsoft is doing an update every month now, I believe it is, and they're always adding features. You know, adding adding things to the to the Xbox. Whereas here, we have to wait four or five months to get an update that pretty much kind of does the same thing that Microsoft's updates do, which is add more things, but we just have to wait a lot longer to get those things added. Um, well, with that in mind, let's actually move forward to articles, um, surprisingly related articles. Um, <laughs> Larry Herb is one of major, um, one of Microsoft's um, executives, I guess, in, as far as the community is concerned. And uh, he has a website, MajorNelson.com. He's known as Major Nelson. On November 5th, he posted something titled, Hundreds of New Features Delivered in Xbox One's First Year. Um, he says, later this month marks the anniversary of Xbox One. Indeed true. On November 29th, Xbox One will be one year old. Uh, as we look back on the year, one of the best marks of progress for Xbox One has been our commitments to, develop, to delivering continuous innovation. When Xbox One launched, we said we were deeply committed to our fans and our ongoing service updates have delivered hundreds of new features throughout the year. In fact, we launched a new website, Xbox Feedback, to enable us to hear from you directly and let you vote for your favorite ideas. We received thousands of new feature recommendations and more than three quarters of a million votes this past year. And your feedback played a huge role in shaping new experiences on Xbox One. Keep them coming. Uh, after that, he lists the hundreds of features um, that were launched within the past 12 months for the Xbox One. Um, so wh what do you think of this, guys? Uh, Gary, what do you think of this? Um... Good. Uh, you know, it, it just keep adding more stuff to to the Xbox. I mean, you you promised it's going to do a bunch of things. It didn't do all those things at launch, and now you're delivering on your promises. Mm -hmm. So you know, just keep rolling them out, and just stop screwing up, and stop screwing around, and playing with your customers. Yeah, yeah you know? stop screwing around and playing with your customers. That's to, to think that you actually have to tell someone that. <laughs> like that, that sounds like a big duh to me but um what do you think ben i think it's good that they're adding features and i think they've recently they've finally fixed the tv features for your did they really i think brilliant maybe. okay so now you you can do the whole you know xbox go to tv thing and the one guide and all of that Oh, no, I think we've always been able to do that, but because our broadcasting standard is slightly different than North America, oh, it, was... it caused lag issues because of the difference that we broadcast at 50 hertz and it, it you broadcast at 60 hertz. So it meant that our video would lag or frame skip when watching it. To me, that's something that should have been considered right away. Like, if you're going to launch in Europe, I mean, you, you have to kind of fit the European standard. So I, I'm yeah. mystified as to what happened there. Um, but I think it's finally fixed. At least if it's in Snap, I'm not sure about any other way. But yeah, good news. Um, I have a problem with this. Actually, hundreds of new features. Are you serious, dude? Okay, I counted the features that he put there from February to uh, November. He listed all the features that came out. Um, I think February was the first real update that Xbox One had. I, I could be wrong, 
Um, of course, not counting the day one update, but as far as what he's listed, uh, that's what's there. So I, I counted them. 102 updates. Um, I, I, may be, I may be wrong, but since when is 102 hundreds? Um, and I know I know I'm just I know this might sound like a nitpick here, but hundreds is very different from 102. Uh, 102 is 100. Hundreds is plural hundreds. So I'm I'm confused as to where he's getting hundreds from. Um, of course, when you look at that, then um, there's also a bunch of updates. Um, Ten of them, not very many. But some of them are, are stuff that the Xbox One really should have had from the beginning. And I'm not talking about, you know, big deal ones like, um, I, I don't know, I can't pull them off the top of my head. But th these are like really trivial things like being able to manage your storage space, which came in February. Like if you're going to give someone a hard drive and then tell them that it voids your warranty if you try to replace that hard drive then it seems like common sense to give them a way to manage their storage space. You know, I, I mean, I could, be, I could be wrong, but that just kind of seems like common sense to me. Um, in February, you were also able to control your install lineup and manage your download queue. Um, you were able to track how much battery life is left on your controller, and you were able to plug in a USB keyboard, um, which the Xbox 360 could do. I, I'm not sure why the, the Xbox One wasn't able to. And again, I'm not on the development team. But, I mean, tracking battery life in a controller, I mean, that's really an update? I, I'm confused. And then March, you know, optical out supports Dolby Digital. Um, then, let's see, friends who are in multiplayer are identified in the friends list. June, you can select an account for automatic sign-in. August, your controller tells you when the battery's low. Um, September, you can manage controllers under settings. You know, I mean, those kinds of updates are, are updates that really are, are, I think I called them Captain Obvious updates, because those are ones that really should have been there to begin with. Um, and now, when I say that, I'm not trying to take away from the updates that Xbox One has, because... The vast majority of these updates are really good, solid updates that are good for the Xbox One. They're good features that it didn't have before. But, I mean, X, I mean not Xbox, excuse me, Larry Herb is, is stretching the truth a bit here when he's talking about hundreds of updates and your most continuous in innovation and, you know, all, all, the, all your favorite features and all of this stuff. And it's like... You know, you don't need to stretch the truth here, dude. I mean, Xbox One is already catching up. It's already getting a much more positive reputation than it had this time last year. Um, and, you know, stretching things like this, especially um, especially right before the holidays, I mean, that's, that's, real, that's really an odd decision. It's not, a, it's not like it's going to cripple Xbox that he called, you know, 102 updates, hundreds. But that's still a curious thing to me. That that's marketing, I suppose. But you know, you don't have to lie. And so far, X, so far, one thing Xbox has not done. Um, well, no, I was going to say one thing Xbox has not done is flat out lie. But then we have the whole flipping the switch thing from last year. But since then, um, Xbox really hasn't flat out lied 
as far as I've seen. Again, I could be wrong. Um, but anyway, guys, what do you make of this? All, all of these updates that the Xbox One has received. Um, am I am I am I being too critical here? I think you're being a little critical over the wording, mm -hmm. but I agree that the features you mentioned should have already been included when it came out. I mean, battery life to tell how much battery life you have on your controller. You probably want people to know that. That's, that's <laughs> uh, kind of a what, dumb moment. That's kind of like, yeah, really. <laughs> you gave me a controller that takes batteries. Not, I kind of want to know when my controller is going to die in the middle of a game. You know. Yeah, um, but but other than that, like I said, you know, just keep rolling them out and keep improving your system. All right. Um, what do you think, Ben? I think I agree with you. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, a lot of these features are actually for the TV, and, and that doesn't that doesn't take them away from the Xbox because frankly the Xbox has TV features. So yeah, there's going to be stuff for for TV there and media and whatnot, um, which the PS4 might not have simply because the PS4 didn't bother going the whole TV route this generation. Um, but yeah, you you when when you take away those and when you take away the Captain Obvious updates, you have. Uh, 57 updates that are directly related to the system or to gaming, which is actually a really solid amount of up, um, a solid amount of additions to Xbox. Um, it's not hundreds, believe me or not. I don't know why. Maybe I'm a communications major, so maybe maybe that's why it irks me that he used hundreds to describe 102 updates. But I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, a, a lot of solid updates here for the Xbox One console. Um, Xbox One's currently available in the U.S. for $349 and in the U.K. for £349. If you're wanting to get an Xbox, it's a really good time. They're really taking care of the console. Um, actually, I want to talk about my Xbox for a little bit, if that's okay, in a bit, guys. But, um, yeah, so November's update has is currently live. It came out on Saturday, um, which I believe was the 9th. No, Saturday was the 8th. It came out on the 8th. So, um... If you would like to create your, or, or not create, but use any picture as your Xbox background instead of the, the plain black, uh, this is the update for you. Um, Before we change, I must admit, I, I miss being able to use my PS3 for my TV. Your, how do you mean? Um, I had Play TV box for my PS3, which meant I could record... TV shows while I'm playing games using my PS3. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it came out in Europe. Um, sadly, my box has died, so I'm going to have to buy another one. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it meant you just plugged in your aerial cable, and then you could use it to watch your normal TV shows, or you can record it in the background while you're playing games. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. A lot of people didn't know that the PlayStation 3 supported TV. No, I, I had no idea. I had no idea. I had a PlayStation 3 since, like... 2000, I don't know when I had a PlayStation 3. 2008, 2009 maybe? I, I had a PlayStation 3 for a good while. I had no idea. So that's pretty cool. Um, actually, while we're on the subject of Xbox, can I just talk about my Xbox for a little bit? Fine. And, <laughs> all right. So I have been a PlayStation gamer for a long time. 
Um, I had a PlayStation 2. That was my first console that I purchased for myself. Had a PlayStation 2. Um, had a PlayStation 3. I've had a PSP, uh, which I sold. I had, I have a, P, a PlayStation Vita. Um, I had a PS1 that someone gave me. I don't know what happened to that. And I currently have a PlayStation 4. Uh, I still own the PS2, the PS3, the PS Vita, and the PS4. So I currently own four PlayStation consoles that I have acquired over the years. Um, I bought my first ever Xbox um, for October 28th. The, uh, the white Xbox One bundled with Sunset Overdrive. By the way, Sunset Overdrive, good grief, that game is amazing. Like, that game is just pure fun. Um, it's not really it's not really as story-driven as it is just gameplay-driven, so it has its limits as far as, you know, playing for hours and hours and hours, but it's just such a fun, fun, fun game. Uh, when you play it, you can certainly see parallels with Ratchet and Clank, um, like the way things around him, uh, around your character, kind of float toward you when you get near them. Uh, you've got a weapon wheel. You, you, it, it feels like it feels like a Ratchet and Clank game kind of evolved into something else, um, and, and it's just hilarious. They love breaking the fourth wall. The player is fully aware that he's in a video game. Like the other characters will all be like, "Ah, we're all gonna die," and he's gonna be like, "Well, maybe you will. I, I'll respond right over there." So you know, so it, it's such a fun game. Um, if you if you want an Xbox game, Sunset Overdrive is a good choice. But anyway. Um, if there's one thing that I have uh, that has really been reinforced for me with owning both consoles, it's that this whole console war is really, really dumb. Like, I mean, when I play on my Xbox, I mean, the gaming experience is pretty identical to that of the PS4. And you can say what you want with splitting pixels and whatnot, and, you know, X number of pixels on one system versus another. You know, when you're playing a game, you're not noticing any of that. You're, you're really not, unless you've, you're, like, searching for it with eagle eyes. And it's really nice. I mean, I'm holding my Xbox controller. Frankly, I prefer the PlayStation's DualShock 4 controller. Um, I still hate the shoulder buttons on the Xbox controller because they're extremely clicky. Like, they're, they're, they're just uh, not that pleasant. But... Quite frankly, I, I like the PS4's one because it forces your hands to stay a little wider. Uh, the Xbox One tapers at the top, the, the controller for it tapers at the top. So it brings your hands closer together, and at the top it feels like they're kind of getting in the way of each other. But um, the rest, the controller still feels really solid. But um, anyway, the, the gaming experience in general is really um, normal. The only difference for me was when I first picked up Sunset Overdrive, it told me to press the Y button to do something. And I'm like, holy crap, which one's the Y button? You know, I've only been playing PlayStation games. But once you kind of get that behind you, it's identical. I mean, buttons are pretty much laid out on an Xbox controller the same as they would be on a PlayStation controller. Um, they're just labeled differently. And, I mean, once the controller's in your hand, you're not really thinking about, oh, this controller feels so much different than the other controller I was using before. It, it, it just, you're just gaming. You're literally just gaming. So, um, as far as differences go, I mean, the UI is different. When you first get on, it feels messy. Um, you, for instance, you probably want to edit your profile or something, and you have no idea how. Everything's an app, so if you want to go into your settings, it's not like a menu that's part of the system. It's like an app that needs to be booted up. 
So you have to go and find that and then pin it to your home. But anyway, once you get it set up, it, it's pretty normal. Like, there's very little about this uh, as far as, you know, gaming goes, which is the whole purpose of the system, by the way, in case you were wondering. Um, there's very little about it that's different from the PlayStation 4 as far as gaming goes. Um, the, the differences come in, in, like, the UI and, you know, features, the Xbox does the TV thing, you know, um, they they all have you know Hulu and and, and Netflix and, and Crunchy. Well, no, Xbox One doesn't have Crunchyroll, but um, PS4 has Crunchyroll. Xbox One has Plex. You know, all all of that stuff. There's not much that's different. Um, the ecosystem's kind of different. I, I actually prefer the Xbox's ecosystem because everything runs so well. In the Xbox ecosystem, you, you you have your gamer pick, and that kind of identifies you. And yeah, you have the avatar on PlayStation. But I, I don't know, it all feels, it's hard to explain, but it all feels really well-rounded. And it's nice that you can go on Xbox.com and sign in, and you can leave messages or whatnot right there on the web. PlayStation doesn't do that. And, and quite frankly, the PlayStation app is absolutely dreadful in comparison to Smart Glass. Smart Glass is a terrific, terrific app. Um... But all of this stuff is just, like, splitting hairs. I mean, it's, it's really not that different, which makes me wonder why so many people are willing to fight tooth and nail on the Internet to try and prove that this console is leagues better than the other console and why console is so much better than the first console when really, in practice, using them there really is not that much of a difference at all. I mean, the, the pictures are different. It makes different sounds. I mean, all, all of this is negligible stuff. Like, all of this is stuff that no one really should care that much. Of. It shouldn't be a deal breaker. I'll put it that way. Um, frankly, the, the Microsoft loves to do its one, one everything thing. So it has the tiles, and the tiles are kind of messy, but... You know, all of that aside, the UI is, is clean enough looking, and, and I just don't get why everyone is fighting so hard to prove that one console is so much better than another, when really they're both about the same. I'm sitting here, and, and, and I have both consoles, and I, when I'm in a game, I really don't notice any differences whatsoever. It, it, just, it, it just feels like I'm gaming like I always have. There's nothing about being on the Xbox that's like, oh, this is so much better, you know, or, or vice versa for that matter. It's just different. It's, it's excuse me, it's just different. It's, it's not that different at all. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Do you guys kind of get what I'm saying, or am I just rambling? Or both? No, I don't. Or, 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 or a little bit of both. <laughs> no, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I, I don't know what the hate is about. It's, it's irritating. But it happens. There's really not much you can do about it. Quite frankly, there are some things that I prefer on the Xbox to the PlayStation. Um, I, I like the snap thing, and I knew I would when they did the October update. You know, I can just, if I'm after a certain achievement, I can just stick it on the side of the screen and watch myself get it, and, and that's kind of cool. Uh, I wish PlayStation did that with its trophies, but there are also things that. I like better about PlayStation. I like the controller better. I like the, the inputs. And 
Um, I, I prefer the UI on the PlayStation because it's cleaner. I mean, Xbox did the whole thing for November with changing its background. Really, I mean, I guess it looks nicer, but changing the background is a little pointless when you have a bunch of tiles blocking the picture. So um, I, I can't really, I can only see the top and the bottom of the picture because it's just tiles in the way. So I, I don't know. I really don't know. Really, all I like better about one or the other is the ecosystem on the Xbox. Um, I like the PlayStation 4's franchises. You know, if you're a gamer, I really don't think that you should worry too much about which console is way too much better than the other. Just go with the one that has the games on it that you're more interested in and has the franchises tied to it that you're more interested in. Go with the one that your friends have so you can play with your friends. It's really, I really don't get why everyone's fighting because it's not. It's just not that big a deal. Um, ben, do you, do you see any reason for people to fight like that? Uh, I, uh, it's not as apparent nowadays, but I remember way back. This is nothing new. People seem to think that console wars is new or... It's a new thing that happened recently, but uh, I've been I've known console war since since the nineties between the Mega Drive and the SNES. The only difference is nowadays is the internet makes the console wars just a little bit more personal. Not not even personal. It's just just a little more apparent. Mm, they just really highlight it. Yeah, you know. So yeah, but with consoles nowadays actually being so close, and the games being pretty much the same on both systems, it's not as big of a deal as it was before. I I, mean, I have to wonder if the, the console wars just don't have more to do with the community, and like you know, getting yeah. back at that random dude who said that your console sucked or whatever. But look how many, look at football teams, look at drinks but look at my my coke is better than your pepsi Every, everyone wants an excuse to fight for some reason everyone loves to compare their brand with another brand even if it makes no sense i listened to this stupidest no conversation the other day about um what was it i think it was verizon or at&t see <laughs> it, it it's just human nature for some reason we we want to be better than the person just because of a reason. <laughs> That's so specific, Ben. It is, don't worry, it's the most specific thing you'll ever hear because that's how specific this entire console war is. But yeah, console wars actually used to be not meant something because they could never mean something. I mean, they're consoles. Mm -hmm. they're not, they don't mean anything. They're video games. But there was a big difference, in on especially the Mega Drive and SNES, where... Look at Aladdin. That had better music and graphics on the Mega Drive, but had better gameplay on the SNES. Right. Um, so yeah, that was yeah. The two. It's the same game, but two different ways of playing it. Mm -hmm. And that was a console war because yes, I like it this way, but you like it this way. That is that is how it should be. But now it's literally the same game on both systems. It's not much of a war, is it? It's more like a, a little bit of an argument. <laughs> Can you imagine if things are still like that? Like, oh, the PS4 has better graphics, but the Xbox version has better gameplay. I can't imagine the, the hate and the rage that would come from that. 
well, look at the fact that there's going to be a, a, a Sony game on a Nintendo console next year. Oh, which game is that again? I can't remember what it's called, but there's a, a weird farming game that's being published. The rights are owned by Sony, but it's being published on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of how it felt when, um, goodness, when Atlas started making Persona games on, on yeah. Nintendo consoles. Uh, there's also what you got. Oh, I can't remember. What, I can't remember what console it is now. I think it was an Atari console, where um, you could use a Mega Drive controller on the console itself. Oh, okay. It wasn't a Sega console, but you could plug in your Mega Drive controller instead of the normal one, and you could use it like you would that controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a rival company. Imagine that. Imagine go- you going home and thinking, hmm. I like this Xbox One, but I do much prefer my PS4 controller. I'll just plug it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, wasn't there a device that could do... We, didn't we mention at one point there was a device that could do that? Oh, no, it was for the Wii U. Yeah, but there was a device for the PS3 that let you do it as well, well. so... Yeah. Um, chances are there'll be one eventually for the PS4, because it's just a USB input device. Mm-hmm. All it would have to do was convert the Xbox XIMP into DIMP, um, and then the PS4 should be able to understand it. But you wouldn't have the specific features like the triggers, you know, the the click, the rumble triggers. Right. But you should still have. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Well, that was my. The thing about Xbox, I'm seriously enjoying my Xbox console. Um, the games on it are, are good. I like the ecosystem. I love the Smart Glass app. The Smart Glass app is, I, I think I said this already, but the Smart Glass app is terrific. It totally kicks the PlayStation app's butt. Like, lately I can't even connect to my PlayStation app. If I try to send the message, it says that it couldn't connect to the server in time or something like that. And, you know, if you try to open certain things, it opens in, like, a new window or in a different app. And smart glass, everything kind of works in the same place, and it works quickly. Like if I make a, if I if I get a, um, if I make a clip, if I record something from a game, and it saves to my Xbox, it quickly just uploads to Microsoft's servers, and it shows up, and I can just watch it right on the smart glass app right away. It, it just feels more put together. All of that said, Xbox has had more time to practice. Um, Smart Glass was around for the 360 as well, whereas the PlayStation app came out first for the PlayStation 4. So hopefully the PlayStation app will see some improvement in the future. Um, you guys should get an Xbox One. I want more people to play with. Sorry, I'll, I'll stick to my Wii U. <laughs> yeah, I want a Wii U. You guys aren't the only one, actually. Um, Tokyo Game Show had a, a, a survey of sorts, I suppose, um, gauging people's purchasing intentions. 23.1% of people, of, of Tokyo Game Show's visitors, wanted a PlayStation 4. 10% wanted a Wii U. And only 5.9% wanted an Xbox One. No clue what happened to the, 30, to the other 39.4%. Um, but those are, the, those are the figures that we're getting there from Tokyo Game Show. Um, any quick comments on this one? It's not really surprising. I mean, people are just waiting for the right game in Japan. Once that one that one right game comes out, it's going to go flying off shelves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, 
Xbox in Japan, it's not surprising that it's not doing well because the software for it is just not there. Um, whereas PS4 has some better options. They're, they're familiar with Japan and they've been uh, trying to localize what they can. So um, that's good. I mean, it's either going to be Final Fantasy XV or Persona 5, whichever one comes out first. I can't wait for both of those games. I want both of them right now. I agree. You, you need to buy them for me right now, Gary. But but then again, the problem is with Persona 5 is it's also coming out on the PS3, so that might hinder some sales of the PS4. Perhaps. Perhaps. I'm getting it for PS4, so that's... that's oh, yeah, just definitely. Um... So, Gary, I know you like Batman. Batman Arkham Knight is aiming for graphics parity across Xbox One and PS4. Um, no idea what the resolution and frame rate will be. Everyone loves those numbers, but Rocksteady says it has not locked down resolution or frame rate just yet. I'm looking at uh, GameSpot.com. Um, it says the developer now says it's aiming for graphical parity across all platforms, the reveal came as part of a recent live stream when Rocksteady Studios was asked specifically about the resolution and frame rate for the PlayStation 4 version of the game. Rocksteady's developer replied, We don't know yet. We're about six months away from going gold. So we don't know what the resolution and frame rate's going to be yet. That's something that happens during the optimization phase of the game. We're aiming for parity across all platforms. Whatever it is, it's going to be awesome. Um, goodness, uh, the game was delayed. It was originally going to launch this fall, but Warner Brothers delayed it. It's coming out in June 2015 for Xbox One, PS4, and PC. There is a $200 special edition that comes with a model Batmobile. I'm not paying 200 bucks for no Batmobile, unless it's a real Batmobile. Um, <laughs> but, but it moves and it transforms. I don't care if it transforms. What does it transform into? The cannons and stuff come out. That I don't care. It was, since when is that worth $200? <laughs> I'm not paying $200 for a fancy paperweight that can transform into a different fancy paperweight. You almost paid $200 for the Wajidox Collector's Edition. No, come I on. didn't. I said you almost did. I almost did. Which Was it Watchdogs or you was it Assassin's wait. Creed? Was not Assassin's Creed, but um, Infamous Seconds. On where did I get Assassin's Creed from? Um, was it Watch Dogs <laughs> or was it Infamous? Oh no, I reviewed Infamous, so it had to be Watch Dogs. I don't think Infamous had a collector's edition. No, it did. It had a collector's edition. Yeah, and it but came with it hat. wasn't too. It was okay. It was Watch Dogs or Destiny. It was one of those. It was Check Destiny. Off. It was okay. Destiny. Um, it wasn't Watch. It wasn't Watch Dogs. Which you got? Um, wait. You got both of those, Ben? Yeah. Dang. What did you what do you do with the stuff? Like your your watchdogs one. Watchdogs has been out for a while. What do you what do you do with all the stuff that you got from that? I've just put it on the side. You've just put it on it's the side? Free. You paid all that money yeah. for it and you just put it on the side? Yeah. Uh well I didn't pay that much. I didn't buy the super collector's edition. I just bought the one with the hat. Oh that, okay. Like, that's why I'm so nervous to buy collector's editions. I'm never going to... Well, anyway, the, the, whole, um, <laughs> the whole collector's edition for Arkham Knight that they're talking about comes with a steelbook, an art book, a comic book, a skin pack, and the Batmobile statue for 200 US dollars. <sighs> way too much. Or 
I think it's about 160 quid. 160 quid. 160 squids. It's too expensive, man. It's too... I paid 150 squids. Uh, no, 130 squids for Destiny. That's a lot of squids. Um, but then I got this for that 130 squids. Wait, give me a second. Come on, ghost. Be a good ghost. Nope, he's shy. It's camera shy. Like, we don't have cameras. Fine, he's micro he's shy. shy. I don't know. <laughs> All right, then. Sorry, ghost. Grab everything that isn't bolted down. I'll keep an eye out for Fallen. Okay, then. Grab everything that isn't bolted down. I'll keep an eye out for Fallen. There you Thank go. You. Thank you, Mr. Ghost. Uh, that's our friend <laughs> Ghost. We'll have to give him a nickname for RDGH. <laughs> um... <laughs> The G in RDH means ghost. Don't tell anyone. Speaking of Destiny, um, Destiny has reached 9.5 million users. That's amazing. Congratulations to Bungie. Um, the game's really fun. A lot of reviews have been up and down about it, but quite frankly, the game's just a lot of fun. So if, you, if, you've, if you've put Destiny down just because of reviews, or if your opinion has changed just because of reviews, you are missing out. Shame on you. Uh, because Destiny is a lot of fun, and in fact, Destiny 2 is already in development. Um, Geek.com says that that confirmation was made during Activision's latest earnings report. Um, the player count will actually be lower than 9.5 million due to the different profiles of a single player being registered as separate users. Um, stay with me, that's worded kind of weird. I think what Geek is saying is that uh, some people have multiple accounts or, or um, multiple, um, oh, excuse me, not multiple accounts. I see what's going on. You have three different things. You have three different characters on your account, and I guess each one's registered as a separate user. I don't know. Geek, what the heck, Geek? Why'd you word your stuff so weird? I, I can't even decipher this. But anyway, uh, Destiny has millions of players, so a second game is inevitable. Um... Destiny 2 has been confirmed, but Geek said that those who have paid to play Destiny um, shouldn't have to worry. Um, of course, there are still multiple expansion packs coming out for the game. The first is coming out just next month in December. So it, they're not going to be walking away from Destiny. It just means Destiny 2 is in development. I mean, think about it. Destiny began development a long time ago. Um, there were plans for Destiny. Uh, people talked about seeing the Destiny logo back in Halo games. So it's, I mean, goodness, Destiny 2 is going to be a, a while. Uh, it should be a good while. Uh, of course, now that Destiny is here, Destiny 2 should take less time to develop. So um, we'll see. But anyway, Ben, you have been, like, addicted to Destiny. What's your take? Yeah. I'm very annoyed. You're annoyed? Ish. Well, I knew it was going to be announced because de they have a two-year plan for each game. Mm -hmm. So Destiny 2 should be 2016. Um, they've got a 10-year plan for the franchise, but two-ish two, two -ish years per game. Um, I'm just annoyed and wish they'd focus more on working on some expansion content because from what I can see from the expansion content, I, I will be done in a day or two. Well, as, well yeah, but, but, but you're you. You no, finish but I mean, everything just like, like that. There's only four story missions. There's two strikes and there's a raid. Mm -hmm. Well, we know how long the normal Destiny story mission lasts. Right. And then two strikes. We know how long two strikes last. Mm -hmm. The only thing that'll take a long time is the one raid. 
That's it. I still haven't gotten to participate in the Vault of Glass yet. Uh, it's fun. So I'm hearing I want to be in it. <laughs> you should join us sometime. You should message us I, when we're getting ready. I don't know when you're getting ready. We normally get ready on a Tuesday. You'll, you'll have to invite me. We'll do. Um, um, there's only four of us for the static, so we've got two spaces normally. Good. It's me, Geordie, Creature, Morsey. And sometimes it's Jen, depending on if she's on or not. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've been. To, I, I'm not going to talk much because I've said about this in Unchained. But I've been to all the DLC areas already. Oh, okay. Uh, the Jovian Complex, the Seraphim Vault, the Moon Raid, and the other, the Hypergun. Hypergun? Hypergun? I think, I think that Ben's broken. Well, I can't oh, say. Hypergermian? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's They're all in the game already. You just have to hack into them, in a way. So, you accessed these things illegally? Well, I drove through the walls. By accident? No, on purpose. Oh. I, I didn't. I, I know that there's a glitch to drive through any wall in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I described this in Unchained. I won't describe how you do it, how you get to the areas, because I want them to listen to Unchained. But I will do the spa- tell, talk about Sparrow Glitch, because it really needs to be fixed. And it's been a glitch since the game came out. Okay. Um, what you do is you press the touchpad to summon your ghost face the opposite way from the wall you want to drive through then slowly move your car- move your your curse your, move your you know aim radical round until you're facing the wall normally it will say cannot summon here because wall is too closed but if you've moved it around slowly it won't pop up with that error and then you can summon your ghost and the top the front part of the ghost will be glitched into the wall now if you hold the boost button down you'll then drive through that wall. Hmm. And, and what, uh, and and what do you, you usually find on the other side of the wall? A hole. Just a hole. Sometimes. Or, or you might just walk around invisible glitchy land um, where the wall, the wall of the floor will be invisible or the walls will become invisible or it'll just be glitchy, glitchified. So wait, you just lucked into walking into a new area of the game? Well, I, I just did it to a lot of walls. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I found the Seraphim Vault in the beta test. That was fun. And then I found... Uh, my mate found the Jovian Complex. That is... You know where the loot cave is? Um, the, the first one? Yeah, the original yes. one. It's literally behind that wall, pretty much. Oh, where that, thing, where that ship has crashed or whatever? Yeah, there's a joke. And then the Seraphim Vault is underneath the Forgotten Shores. Mm. You know where those boats are. Interesting. Um, I, I, I went into full detail in Unchained on how you get to them. So if you want to know how you get to them and you want to visit themselves, you can go to Listen to Unchained and you can visit all these DLC areas. Right. The, the DLC is 20 quid. Yeah, it's in the game. That, that's interesting. That is interesting. They're not finished. I'll give Bungie that. But the fact that most of it's there... You don't know how much unfinished work there is. You know, yeah, it could be half the area. It could be all of it just not finished. Who knows? You know, for 20 quid, it's kind of kind of disrespectful. I suppose. But yeah, you'd, you'd have to pay to unlock that content. 
Um, yeah, which I've already bought the season pass. So. Yeah, I have the season pass with the, with the game. Which makes me wonder, I have a season pass for Watch Dogs. I, I guess I shouldn't have bought that, should I? I was too, ex- yeah, you I was too excited. Um, That's the problem with season passes, to be honest. Sometimes they do buy you in the bump. Yeah, sometimes they're, they're not worth it. I spent 80 bucks on Watch Dogs. I can say that, right? Yes, you can say bum. <laughs> yes. That's, a, that's why you wait for all the season pass content to come out and be like, oh, I'll buy the season pass now. Mm-hmm. And get it right away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I kind of want to get the season pass for Sunset Overdrive. I, I'm curious as to what they would put in the season pass. More guns. By the way, more guns. I, I watched my mate play that and I, I didn't really like it that much. Oh, Sunset? Yeah. Oh, what what did he do like? I don't know. Just a lot of grinding. The bits he was doing, he was a lot of doing a lot of grinding round rails and stuff. Oh, I was about to say, what kind of grinding are you talking about? <laughs> oh no, it was for a charity, so of course it wasn't mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it's just there is a lot of grinding, but to tell the truth, grinding, especially once you get your um your your boosts. Grinding can grinding's a lot of fun. Like you're not grinding enemies; you're literally grinding across rails. This is how you traverse Sunset City, and you can grind on anything. I, I'm mystified as to what Insomniac was on when they decided to make trees bouncy. So you know, you, you <laughs> land on a bush and, and you can bounce off of a bush and, and whatnot. And, you mean you can't do that, Glenn? Come well, on! You, know, you can you can grind on pretty much anything. You can grind on a rail. You can grind on the edge of a truck, you can grind on the edge of a building. If, if it has a hard edge, you can grind on it. Um, so, the, I mean, goodness, I, I think that's one of the, the fun things about the game. And, and those things are... They say that, yeah, you can't touch the ground or you'll die. That's, that's an exaggeration. You can touch the ground. It's just that when you touch the ground, a lot of enemies will probably show up. So you better be prepared to handle them. And, but yeah, I, I just don't know. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but yeah, it... it don't know. Don't know. All right. Sunset over grind. Sunset over grind. Okay. A um, couple more articles here. Uh, let's talk about Call of Duty real quick. Uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare came out recently. 50%, excuse me, 53% of Call of Duty Advanced Warfare sales were on Xbox. Uh, that's a combination of Xbox One and Xbox 360. Um, according to VideoGamer.com, um, the PS4 was actually the lead platform. It had 30% of sales, but that was only slightly ahead of the combina- of the Xbox One at 32%. So the PlayStation 4, um, the PlayStation 4 actually sold more Call of Duty Advanced Warfare units than the Xbox One, just barely, just by 3%. Um, However, the PS3 only sold 11%, while the Xbox 360 sold 21% of sales. So uh, with the Xbox One and the Xbox 360 combined, more Call of Duty Advanced Warfare sales went to the Xbox. Um, Combined, the PS4 and the PS3 got uh, 46% of of sales compared to the Xbox One's... 53, although I'm noticing now that that number doesn't match. I don't know. Uh, VideoGamer.com is getting that from GFK Chart Track, so go yell at them. Um, what, what do you guys think of these numbers for Call of Duty? And are you looking forward to seeing Call of Duty Advanced Warfare on the NPD results for the next year and a half? Uh, 
I don't think it's going to be on the MPDs for a year and a half. There is a lot of fantastic games coming out okay. next year and throughout the month. But um, it, it's not really surprising to me. I mean, Call of Duty has always been a more Xbox-friendly game uh, for the Xbox fans. So, Plus, you're getting all the DLC a month early again. So, uh, well, you know, you have a lot of people still have the, the 360, so they're going to... You're still going to be playing it on that. And Honestly, I think that this has a little less to do with that and more to do with the, with the PS3. Because quite frankly, I mean, the PS4 sold more, more Call of Duty copies than the Xbox One did. I mean, which is no surprise. The PS4 has a bigger audience. So there are more people who can buy the, 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 the Call of Duty for the PS4 and, and more people with friends to play with on the PS4. Um, however, you know, the PS3 back in the day, I mean, it wasn't a huge Call of Duty machine. Yeah, it could run Call of Duty just fine. But, I mean, the Xbox 360 was the big Call of Duty box. Whereas PS3 just did not have that reputation. It did not have the strong network behind it, the strong um, community network-focused features that the Xbox 360 has. Um, so, I mean... Do you think that if the PS3 were a little different, it could have sold more and perhaps given that win to PlayStation? I don't think so, no. You don't think so? No, because, like, even if you looked at it, you know, the game was always marketed as an Xbox game. All the advertisements were for Xbox. You know, all the video presentations on stages they've done were with the Xbox, holding the Xbox controller. But PS4 still but sold more. Because of what you said, you know, it's got the uh, the the the, the market share. Ah, yes, market share. Sorry, it's all right. And a lot of placed it. A lot of players who were Xbox owners, uh, last generation, converted to the PS4. Mm -hmm. So it's probably a lot of the same people still buying the game, just on a different console now. But. Uh, the, uh, like you said, the combination of the two uh, outsold the, the combination of the PS4 and the PS3. Is that correct? Right. Yeah, so well, a lot of people obviously still have a 360, you know, because that gave them a huge boost. Mm -hmm. And I still think Call of Duty is still considered a, a, an Xbox game. Sure. In a way. Sure. I actually played it a little bit with my friend, and yeah, I'm not a huge Call of Duty person, so this was me giving it a try, and I really wasn't that impressed. It was just kind of okay. At least that's me. Uh, ben, what do you think of all of this? I kind of like my Call of Duty. I've got it on the PS4. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard you got it on the PS4. How, how are you yeah. liking it? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, my mate's a bit. My mate's going to trade it in, though, because he he's very frustrated. Oh, why? What's wrong? Uh, we were doing the survival mode. Uh, I, I, it, this, this was the first time we did it. I lasted two hours and 50 minutes with him, me, him, and Creature. Uh, we lasted two hours and 50 minutes. And then it was on the Thursday, we, we were going to play it again, but it was my sister's birthday, so I went to visit her for a bit. Anyway, they started playing it without me. They, they We survived in the end nearly five hours. Five <laughs> hours? Grief. And then the game froze, and we lost all our progress. Ooh. Lost all five hours of progress gone. Like what that. wave did you make it to? Wave 190. Holy crap, dude. <laughs> what the heck? Like, what? 
Everything had shotguns and lasers and rocket launchers. Five hours to do that. Oh my goodness. That hurts my head. And then <laughs> we would have had zombie mode unlocked. Zombie mode. Wait, you have to unlock zombie mode like that? Yeah, you have to do uh, t- 25 waves of tier, t- tier 1, 50 waves of tier 2, 75 waves of... No, sorry. 25 of tier 2, 50 of tier... No, 50 of tier 2, 75 of tier 3, 100 of tier 4. Then you unlock zombie mode. Good grief. What's so special about zombie mode? Just gives you chance for bigger chance for zombie gear. Oh, screw zombies. I'm so tired of zombies. Why do zombies have to be in everything? Sunset Overdrive mutants are pretty much zombies, by the way. Yeah, they did look like, like zombies. I mean, I thought Glenn was one of like the that. characters specifically says there's a difference between mutants and zombies, but no, there's no freaking difference. I mean, they, they crawl out of the sewer... They have this mob thing going on where they blindly just run up and it. They're, they're zombies. I don't care. Like they're, it's the they might not be technically physically zombie species, if that even makes sense. But the whole concept of zombies they fit perfectly. So I I don't care. I, don't, I want this. Go ahead. Sorry, I forgot to. Nah, I, I was I forgot to meet myself. Sorry. Oh, you forgot to meet yourself. Okay. Usually yeah. I have the other problem. I forget to unmute myself. Um, so Blizzard, uh, BlizzCon was the other day, and a lot of new information came from Blizzard. Um, Blizzard announced a brand new multiplayer shooter. It's called Overwatch, and there's a beta coming in 2015. Um, it's for the PC, and, um, here's what GameSpot says, um, he, quoting, or, I don't know about quoting, but paraphrasing from Jeff Kaplan, uh, the lead developer and former World of Warcraft game director, he says Overwatch is an action-packed, team-based multiplayer shooter. Uh, Blizzard showed off a Pixar-esque introduction video for the game today, as well as some gameplay footage, which certainly resembles Valve's Valve's free-to-play shooter, if I can talk, Team Fortress 2. Um, There's a gameplay clip on GameSpot.com. Blizzard describes Overwatch as a pick-up-and-play FPS. You will immediately notice that the game, which is set sometime in the future on Earth, has visuals that are highly stylized. Regarding the story, Blizzard sets things up like this. In a time of global crisis, an international task force of soldiers, scientists, adventurers, and oddities known as Overwatch had come together to restore peace to a war-torn world. After many years, the group's influence waned, and it was eventually disbanded. Overwatch might be gone now, but the world still needs heroes. Um, Overwatch matches will pit six players against each other on a variety of futuristic maps in places such as London and Egypt. Blizzard says its overall goal with the game was to bring the developer's easy-to-learn, hard-to-master mantra to the FPS space. Uh, guys, what do you think of Overwatch? I- I'm, in- I'm intrigued. Actually, let me send you this link real quick um, so you can kind of see uh, what, the- what the art looks like here. Uh, th- again, this is I'm-, I'm looking at this on GameSpot. I'm sure it's everywhere, though. Just Google it. Um, Overwatch, what do you guys think? Um, I like the art style. I like that it kind of looks like a Pixar cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I honestly don't really care for it. No? Uh, especially if it's free-to-play. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of tired of everybody cashing in on what's hot. 
at the time. You know, League of Legends started to become really, really huge, so everybody thought, oh, let's make our own League of Legends, our own mobile game. And now four-player co-op games are coming back. Oh, they're great. Let's capitalize on that. I'm, I'm just kind of really tired of it, and honestly, I'm tired of the free-to-play games because at the end of the day, I'll be spending more money to progress in that game than I would if I just bought it. For Honestly, I'm, so. I'm kind of with you on the whole, um, you know, why everyone does this, so let's make our own kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's how I feel about a lot of society. Like, everyone does this, so, you know, we have to do it too. Everyone says this, so we have to say it too. You know, wh- where's the originality in, in, in society today? But, you know, quite frankly, I kind of understand it because that's how you make money if you're a business. I mean, you, you have to you have to keep an eye on trends and you have to kind of um, watch what's watch what people are buying and watch what people are into and, and try to provide or improve or better yet, try to improve upon that uh, to make something even better. Yeah, I, I, I get that, but in a way, I also just feel like innovation is dying because of that. You know, nobody's trying to make something new because they want to cash in on what's hot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I also feel like if if this wasn't Blizzard, if their name wasn't attached to this game, nobody would care. I'm sorry to say. Like, yeah, okay, people would care because it looks, you know, it's got a Pixar look, it looks interesting, but it would not have as much hype and conversation that people are having with it right now if it didn't have Blizzard's name on it. Uh-huh. That's possible. I mean, this wasn't BlizzCon. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... Well, no, it is their game. Right. And it's their, the first... Uh, God, what, what do they say? It's the first original title they've done in, like, 15 years. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Put any company company's name behind that game and it would not generate as much hype as it does if it has Blizzard's name on it. Quite frankly, I think it looks like fun. I mean, I, I haven't seen too much about it yet, of course, but I think it looks like a lot of fun. It looks interesting. The premise is interesting. Um, I mean, I'd give it a try. Uh, what mm-hmm. about you, Ben? What do you think? It looks good. Yeah? I agree with you guys. As, uh, as much as I, I don't mind free-to-play games because I played so many free-to-play games in my time. I don't really mind them that much. But it is getting a bit milked. Um, of course, I now I know to blame the Canadian devil for it, but still. Wait, what? <laughs> blame the Canadian devil? What is this? Yeah. What, is, what does Dana have to do with this? Beazle boom. Oh, okay. <laughs> South Park fans gotcha. will get this but no I, I don't watch South Park at all yeah. I, I do recommend I know we're not supposed to talk about stuff like that in this, but I do recommend watching it sometime guys it's a, it is a really good episode on free to play stuff oh South Park yeah Yeah. so yeah it's quite funny Um. even if you're not a big fan of it <laughs> that wasn't the only news to come out of BlizzCon of course um the first Warcraft movie, uh, the first two Warcraft movie posters were revealed. Um, a movie is coming out based on World of Warcraft called Warcraft, and and we finally have a couple of posters. They showed up on IGN on the seventh, just a few days ago, and they're pretty. There's some pretty interesting movie post movie posters. Uh, one says "Fight for the Alliance," 
The other says, fight for the Horde. Um, a lot of info has been buzzing around about, you know, actors and, and characters coming out. Anyway, Warcraft comes out in 2016. Have you guys heard anything about the new Warcraft movie? Uh, just uh, the, the main actor from the TV show Vikings is in it. Oh, okay. But other than that, I haven't really heard much for it. I'm not a big Warcraft guy, so I don't really follow it. Plus, it's another video game movie, so what are the chances it's going to be good? It's being... Well, I don't know. I mean, the, there's hope for the Ratchet & Clank movie. I, I really want that one to be great. Yeah, but that's being CG. This is a live this action. This is live action. It's different. I don't know. We'll see. The, the Hitman movie was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it, it's possible to make a good video game movie is what I'm saying. I think the best video game movie ever made was Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. <laughs> first Mortal of, Kombat! The first Mortal Kombat I thought was great. Even though it was PG-13, I, I thought... Well, maybe the director will help. I, I, I haven't heard of him. Uh, Duncan Jones. I don't usually pay attention to who's directing the movie I'm watching. Oh, hey, that's amazing. I want to watch it just because of the director's Duncan name. Duncan Jones? Yeah, that sounds amazing. Uh, sounds like a coffee drink. No, it that's like Duncan a... Donuts. <laughs> No, I, I Duncan Duncan Jones, not Duncan Donuts. I know, but I it still sounds like a, like a coffee. It, it sounds like a morning breakfast drink you get, Duncan Donuts. So, uh, come today for our new Duncan Joes. <laughs> you get a drink and a coffee, a coffee and a donut. Okay, so in our breakfast. So menu. you're making fun of the man's name. So I'm gonna guess that that means that you do not know who he is, or, or with his move, or haven't seen his movies before. No, no, but I want to look him up and watch the movies. Well, uh, you'll have... I mean, I can take... Uh, my name is funny, so it, it's fair. Ben William Thomas Shillabier Hall. See, Benjamin Thomas William Shillabier Hall. I'm going to call you Thomas from now on. <laughs> I'm going to call you Shillabier from now on. Actually, Shillabier is where my name Chili came from, because people kept calling me Chillabier. Chillabier. Yeah. It's a Chillabier. Um... Warcraft comes out in 2016. It's directed by Duncan Duncan Jones um, and Charles Levitt. Uh, oh, excuse me. Charles Levitt is one of the writers, and so is Chris Metzen, who did the story and characters. Anyway, the that I'm 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 losing track here. Watch the movie 2016 Warcraft. Um, <laughs> if you've gone to BlizzCon and, and you have anything else to share, head to the, at the RDGH and send us some tweets. Um, we're going to leave you guys with this one. Um, if you are going to go shopping for Black Friday, Target is a great place to go. All sorts of deals for Xbox One and PlayStation 4, including 50% off many interesting games for both consoles. Um, check out Target.com um, or go to your local store. Ask about their Black Friday deals for games. Um, they're selling an Xbox One console for $329.99. Um, and, and all of that stuff. So, you should also mention that this week, starting yesterday, uh, Target is having buy two games get one free. Any console, any games, even the games that come out this Tuesday, like Assassin's Creed and Lego Batman, are part of this deal. That's true. Now, usually when there's a promotion like this, the the store takes the um, whatever game costs the least. Now, wait. Now, I don't think you're in danger here because Target doesn't do used games. I don't think. But um, no. so, but if you buy, say, a, an older game for like forty dollars, and then you buy 
uh, a brand new game for 60 bucks, they're probably going to take the $40 and, and just credit you $40 toward whatever game you want for free, if I, if I yes. have to guess. Um, Most likely, but this is why you buy games of equal play price. Uh, what? That's why I buy the games at, at equal, equal price. price yeah. So um, if, if there are a couple games that you're interested in, um, now's a great time to get it. Just head to your local Target store. Um, or Target.com. I think they're doing it on Target.com as well. Um, also, by the way, the, the PS4, uh, you, if you buy a PS4 for $3.99, full retail price, but you get two free games with it. So that's also a really good deal. Um, I also think Best Buy, isn't Best Buy doing the buy two, get one as well? I don't know. Or I've, I've it, only heard I of think Target. It's Best Buy. Okay. Let me Google it real quick. Uh, might just be Target, but for some reason. Yeah, I I, I think well, it's you're... just Target right now. Okay. Well, I'm I'm seeing for Best Buy buy two pre-owned games, and get one for free. But okay, fair enough. I knew there was something going on with them. But as I, well. I don't think Target does pre-owned games, so it's just new games for Target. I could be wrong, but if I am, who cares? Just buy some new games, and you'll get a new game for free. <laughs> um. So that's all we've got for you this week, guys. Thanks for tuning in to RDGH41. Um, goodness, it's been fun. I, I, I always love doing this show, and I, I like having Ben and Gary on, too, because um, they've been on RDGH from, like, episode, what, six? Seven? I have no idea. Something like that. And, and now we're, we're on episode 41. Uh, episode 42 will be out next week. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Gary, how can people contact you, sir? You can contact me on Twitter at Gagwalush, that's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H, or on my PSU email at Gary, that's G-A-R-R-I, at PSU.com. Hey, Ben. You can contact me at Chili, on, uh, Chili underscore UK on Twitter, Chili on PSN, or you can contact me on Chili at Neogaf. Chili, chili, chili. Um, you can contact me on Twitter at goglen underscore at G-O-G-L-E-N-N underscore or by email at glenn.gordon at psu.com or now on Xbox, my gamer tag is totally not Glenn. Uh, Glenn with two N's. Um, so give me a buzz somewhere and say hi, if you will. Also, shout out to Huda Goose, who I got to play Sunset Overdrive with the other day. Um, had a lot of fun. Guys, this week's intro music comes from Overclocked Remix. It's called Polka Center, and it's a happy little remix of the uh, Pokemon Center music from Pokemon Red version. Uh, it was done by Remixer World's Best Grandpa from OC Remix. I'm not usually a huge fan of the banjo, but you know this was a this was a nice little this was a nice little remix. I enjoyed it. So shout out to World's Best Grandpa uh, from OC Remix. Um, the ending is also from OC Remix. We've actually played it before. I think it was episode 25. We played this song in full. And it's actually one of my favorites from OC Remix that we've used. It's called The Passing of the Blue Crown. And it's a remix of one of the songs from Mega Man 3. I think one of the title uh, tracks there. And it's a really great remix. It was done by Sixto Sounds, Steppo, and Zircon from OC Remix. You can download both of these and many more great video game remixes in full and for free. Just head to ocremix.com. Uh, OC Remix actually has a, a, some other stuff going on right now. There's a torrent 
uh, they, they call it a megatorrent, with uh, about 3,000 different remixes uh, that have come to Overclocked Remix over the past 14 years. Completely legal torrents, they're offering it for free. Just head to ocremix.org, it's under their announcements. You will see it, lots and lots of video game music. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Um, also, there is a new album coming out on OC Remix for free called Shuttle Rush. Uh, excuse me, it's called Shuttle Remix. It's made after the game Shuttle Rush, which has come to Wii U, I believe. And it, it's an entire album, eight tracks, and it's out for free. Lots of lots of great stuff, lots of great music uh, for gamers from video games by gamers. I mean, I, I love OC, OC Remix, so uh, go check it out, ocremix.org. That's O-C-R-E-M-I-X dot O-R-G. So here it is, the passing of the Blue Crown. If you're not hearing it right now, you should hear it shortly. Um, it's not the full version this time, but uh, anyway, enjoy it. It's a great song, and be sure to check it out on ocremix.org. So, guys, thanks for listening to episode 41 of RDGH. Come back next week, and we will have episode 42 fresh and ready for you. Until then, have a great week, great gaming, and as always, don't be a racist. Thank God for me. Believe in Gary.